0: So you call you say Newland, not Newland. I said Newland. You kind of say it, kind of sounds like Newland. I don't. I wouldn't say it again. I'm just. I'm just curious, like if that's just how you pronounce land. Newland. Like if you were on a boat and you saw land ahead, would you say well, Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Yeah, it's interesting. Newfoundland. No, but if you saw New Newfoundland, would you yell out Newfoundland, or would you say land if you're on a boat? Would you go?
1: Newfoundland, well, I'm like, or you'd say if I'm land on shore, or if I'm on land. You, no, you're on the boat. You see. I know, but I'm saying I would say land. Land, land ahead, or land, land ahoy. What, but if you would, if you knew
0: specifically, it was Newland, New Newfoundland.
1: I don't know. It feels like if it's after New, it's lend. Mm. You guys probably thought we were dead. Nope, we're back, back with another fantastic episode of Direct the Podcast. My name is Kurt Schneider. And
0: I'm Keenan Wetzel.
1: And today's episode is brought to you by the Eightfold Collective and...
0: Musicbed. This episode of Directed Podcast is sponsored by Musicbed. Just like scouting, filming, and editing, having great music should be an asset to your film, not a roadblock. Musicbed is dedicated to making that a reality. That's why they've completely rebuilt their platform over 650 world-class artists and composers with brand new features, workflows, and the checkout process. And with advanced search filters like include-exclude, beats per minute, key song build, and more, finding the perfect song has never been easier or faster. Get 20% off your next on-site license with the coupon code DIRECT20. Learn more at musicbed.com new.
1: So today, we have a wonderful guest, Scandinavian director Sheila Johansson. Uh, In 2017, she was awarded Sweden's Most Prestigious Creative Acknowledgement for Emerging Talent. She is represented by Newland in Scandinavia and Iconoclast worldwide. If you're not familiar with her work, please go check it out on her Vimeo page, specifically the two spots that we'll be referencing in today's podcast, the Mercedes High Snobiety spot and her short film, find your moment to reset uh yeah and with that short intros are what we do here in the podcast mm. so let's get to the interesting person so sheila thanks so much for being on the podcast today
2: hi thank you for having me
1: yeah we've we've been following your work for quite some time now and you've got some really beautiful stuff I think just to kick it off, maybe tell us a little bit of how you got into the wonderful field of directing.
2: Um, I actually started out as an art director. Um, I went to a college in Stockholm for design and, and visual communication. Uh, so I actually lived in New York and, and worked at a, a big a- agency for like two years. Um, but then when I was there, I always been interested in film. And when I went to high school, my major was like animation. So I always had that like passion, I guess. But then when I worked in the agency, then when I was in production, that's when I realized that I want to be on that side and not the agency side. So yeah, I quit my job, went back to Stockholm, went to film school for one year. And then I started to director's assist at Newland for Gustav Johansson and from there I kind of yeah started to do my own stuff very very long story very short.
0: So working as an art director um, were you around production in the states and stuff like that and did that influence you thinking like hey maybe this is something you know I could do were you working on productions when you were an art director in 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 the the states?
2: Yeah I did one I actually only did one production uh, and we actually shot it like in Poland because it was like budget was better to do it abroad Uh, but I just realized that I really love like the collaboration and and that you don't sit in an office all day Um, so when I saw that I just thought that this is what I want to do and also um, the college I went to here in Stockholm called Beckman's College of Design uh, we kind of worked like that um, when I went to school, you did like everything. So even if you did like film production, you did that as well. So we did some small fashion films and, and we were very a lot in production. So, um, I was on one com- like bigger commercial shoot and then on smaller still photography when I also felt like I really liked the collaboration and I really wanted to make the stuff you, you came up with. Because as an art director, you come up with the concept and then you kind of give it away. And I realized that I want to be the one who got the idea or the concept and and kind of make it happen.
0: So what was it like making that change? Because, I mean, you went from a world that was where you were full time and you were working and you had a career job. And then you kind of put that all on pause to go back to film school and, you know, essentially, I'm guessing be freelance again. Was that a very hard decision to make?
2: Um, yes and no, I think it was, I mean, it was hard when I already made the choice, uh, mm-hmm. the choice for me was pretty like, I, I, I kind of like just do it because otherwise just a lot of time passed by and then you regret stuff. So, um, I just decided pretty fast that, okay, I going to quit and I'm going to do this. And I also had like friends who was really supported, uh who worked with me, like colleagues who said like, you should really do it and you should do it now before you're too, not too old, but, but now's the time kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I went to film school, I was like, wow, I like gave up New York, like a nice city, a nice salary, uh, like work with like professionals who are really talented and that I learn a lot from. So when I was in film school, I kind of felt, wow, did I do a mistake? But so I had that one year when I kind of like, oh, I don't know if this was the right choice. But then when I started to assist and I met the guys at Newland and started to make my own stuff, I really realized that this was what I wanted to do. So today I'm super happy that I did that choice.
1: How did you feel like living in a country outside of the U.S. informed your creative voice?
0: Or, like, the fact that you lived in uh, the U.S. for a little bit after growing up, I'm guessing, in Sweden?
2: Um, I don't know, actually. It's a good question. Uh, I, I, I don't think I have a good answer to that, actually. Uh, I mean, I think that we in Sweden has a really, like, really good eye on, like, design and and commercial in a way that's that's pretty rare for a small like a small country sweden um yeah i i i don't know
1: do you guess i would say maybe are there any things that you feel like are prioritized more so over there than they are here or vice versa Uh,
2: yeah i mean um i think here in sweden um uh, I think that a director maybe gets a little bit more freedom and has a little bit more of a voice. And maybe in the U.S., depending, of course, of the clients in either, either countries. But I think in, in, in the U.S., I think maybe the agency has a little bit more like control over, over the product or over the, the shoot and what comes out of it. So I think they are a little bit more. F- focus on like the client more in in the us what i felt and here maybe it's a little bit more of on the creative work and um, then uh, if you do good creative work it will benefit the client in the end
0: When did you consider yourself really a full-time director? Like, when did you really make that transition to from assisting and kind of maybe even turning down assisting jobs to um, you know full-time directing? Did you have to do some side projects and then you were signed? Like, kind of take us through that.
2: Yeah, in the beginning, I I I did some. I know I did some freelance art director job at, at the same time as I was assisting. Yes. Because, yeah, you need the money, kind of mm-hmm. um, but then yeah i I was with newland and and um I did this one job, big job with Gustav a, a Volvo job, that was my first assistant directing job and and after that, they really liked me and and I started to do more stuff, and it was pretty fast that they really said that we think you should like try to do your own stuff, and we will help you build a real so we can put you up on the website. So I think when I came up on their website, I think that was kind of like, then it slowly started to be like, now is the time to just direct kind
1: of. Mm-hmm. What What were some of the things that you learned working under Gustav and on some of those bigger productions?
2: Uh, one thing I learned was like, I, like everything is like scripted like in the beginning i when i when you see some of like because those early work like the the fuel bomb thing you just felt like they have run out and you just shoot whatever they find on the street right but then i realized it's not like that it's like it's actually scripted and then you find your place and then of course you can do it more run and gun style but you actually like find that moment and it's not it's not just random that that was one thing and then also that everything was so um, uh planned and and uh uh, yeah and have fun i think i think we always they always have so much fun and always have a lot of fun during the set so and to work like with people that you like
0: would you uh, recommend someone like if they're thinking of directing? Would you recommend they do assisting?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think you learn so much and and you learn very fast by just you don't have to do anything. It, sometimes it's enough to just look. Mm. You can be like a runner and just help out where you're needed. But then you see like how it works with the different different um, what do you call it. Departments, uh, your diff- yeah, different, and your different roles and how that works, and and also how different directors work, mm-hmm. uh, because every director works in different ways, and uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, you learn a lot.
1: What What would you say? What do you think it was that Newland saw in you that made them want to invest in your brand and really help you to build a portfolio? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask them. Uh no, I don't know. I mean I started I mean I already had like a pretty solid background, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I've been on the other side and I think they saw that I I really wanted to to do this and I was a little bit older and and uh yeah I think they I don't know really know exactly what it is but i always think that all the people they bring in and and help out to start like direct they have a really good eye on on what's who like what kind of style people has or Mm -hmm. i think maybe they thought i have a a view of what i wanted to do and where i want to go um yeah
0: yeah it, I think, I, I think the thing that I noticed a lot in your work is there's like a, there's a level of like poetry and, and, and certainly like a paced kind of a cinematic view to each of the projects you've done. Um, and I'm curious, like how much are you trying to put influence on a project versus uh, a, a project coming in and you, um, you know, just adapting? Are, are, are you trying, you know, how, how much are you trying to really put your style onto a project? Uh, I think
2: it, always depends on the project i think for me as a former art director i think the concept for me is very important like when i i I read like a brief and you really understand and it's a strong concept i think if you have the concept of uh, the core of the concept you kind of can put in your own voice in it and still not lose what what the creatives wants to get out of it because They have already done a really great job and of selling because i know this you selling this great idea that takes a lot of time to just do that to a client so um i think um if i always want to have the core left from the concept i think that's very important um and then i kind of think i still trying to find my own voice but Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, for the right product, I can feel that I can push it more or less. Uh, and that all depends on on the client and on the agency, I guess. But when I do get the chance to do a little bit more of my own style, uh, then I, I, I kind of go for it because uh, that's always a lot of fun.
1: How would you say that your background as an art director and your background of being on the agency side has helped you uh, during the pitching process?
2: I think it actually helped me a lot. I'm, I'm, I, for me, like in the beginning, I felt pretty safe that I knew how it is on the other side. Like I you said that it's, I know how hard it is for creatives to sell a really good idea or a really good like concept to a client. And, and, um, that's why I, I want to kind of treat that with respect and do it more as a collaboration because then the production afterwards is so much easier and so much more fun because it is a collaboration. Um, and uh, I think it helped me a lot because I, I know a little bit how the, the creatives think. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's, for me, it's been very good at least.
0: Could you talk a little bit about the Mercedes uh, piece? In that, I mean, that seems like a dream project. How did, how did that come about?
2: Um, it was um, through this production company in Berlin called the Um We wanted to try to work together, and then they had this job. And it was really great because um, they, Mercedes was collaborating with High Society, mm-hmm. which is like this fashion streetwear blog. And uh we have kind of free like it was pretty free for us what we wanted to do. We was which was great for me, but also hard because you didn't really know what they wanna do. They just wanted to do something with this car. So uh I kind of got inspired by like fashion and like the future of a car and kind of tried to do like it became this really dystopian very artsy thing. I don't think that was really a part of it from the beginning, but it kind of, like, it grew as we went along, uh, kind of. And me and Kate, Kate uh, nurse mendez the DP. We also, like, had the opportunity to play a lot during the shoot, which was great. So, uh, I, it was kind of like both high sobriety and and uh, the client kind of trusted me and the production company, which was amazing. So in then sense, yes, a, a kind of a dream. But it kind of grew as we went along.
1: Since it is something that was you were given so much freedom with, how how did you keep the the agency and the client clued in as to what you guys were gonna be providing them with? Before you went into production? Because, yeah, I'm sure you didn't just completely blindside them with a finished project. So I'm just curious, how were you able to involve them in something that was, that you had so much control over throughout?
2: I mean, from the beginning, we had kind of like a script that was like, we, the car is driving in these kind of sceneries. And it was a lot of like what kind of light and colors you were using. Mm-hmm. Also, like, these are the, the, the talent is going to be with us and then uh i mean in my director's cut we have this they do sign language they didn't like that at all sure. i mean they
1: yeah i, I mean they I liked it and
2: really they, they liked it in the beginning but then when we made it they they cut it out because they thought it was weird which i can totally understand but but i kept it for my my thing um but then i also have to like um the, the creative director at uh, at uh, high society she was really really she had a really good connection with the client and she really was really great and and kind of like supported them all the time but uh, I I'm gonna be honest they are they are different versions of like this one that are not as artsy as mine mm-hmm. uh, director's cut.
0: So I I think one of the things that really jumps out um, is the casting in the spot. Um, How important was casting in that spot or how how much, how important do you think casting just is in general as a, as a, as a filmmaker?
2: I think it's super important Uh, for that film. It was really important and and they came from high sobriety. They, they have so much like influencers and they know so much models throughout their work. So they kind of came with a really great batch with people that I kind of selected and, and also like looked up if they were available and stuff like that. So I think the cast for that was amazing. We got really great talent. And in general, I think it's key. Uh, uh, casting for me is super important. Even if it's not a speaking role, like representation for me is like very, very important. So I've been in Sweden, I've been been very i mean working a lot about that we just like represent different types of people uh, like in commercials because it can be hard to show like diversity sometimes so uh,
0: transitioning to the find your moment uh to reset piece like i guess this is a good transition into into casting i'm guessing a lot of the people um the the talent in that spot were athletes first you know actors second what yes how, how is it like working with with non-actors or um people who aren't you know you can't give typical direction to um how do you, how do you work with with those type of people
2: that was it's so special because a lot of the i mean the acting is like they doing what they can do so for for that part it was more like i asked them like what's a cool trick can you do this and uh, they were kind of, like, showing me stuff. And then I was like, can you jump from here? And they're like, yeah, that's okay. And i like, can you jump from here? And they're like, no, that's way too risky <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. So so that was kind of, for me, in the beginning was just for me, like, what can you do, kind of? And what can we get on, on film and where can we shoot from that it looks, like, really nice? Um, and then... Uh, And then, of course, then they're in their element and then they are great, you know. But for for the the funny part with that one was that they are, like, really great athletes that, like, never fail. And a part of the film was that they were supposed to fail as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, the skateboarder, like, in the beginning, he never, like, he, he landed all the tricks. So I was like, okay, now just go for it. Like, do something crazy that you, like, almost never tried before. Because it doesn't matter if you, I, I want you to fail. But he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in his mind, like all these extreme athletes, they never want to fail. So he like did these crazy things. And I like, but you were supposed to fail. He's like, yeah, but you know, I I, I did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was uh, a really fun experience. Uh, and then of course, it's harder when you want them to act in a certain way uh, Mm -hmm. when they're not in the element, but then you have to kind of um, work around it a bit and, and work with the camera in a way that it works.
1: I I guess just, just one more question on casting and and obviously it's different for every project, but what are, what are some things beyond just the ability to, to deliver lines? What are some things that you're looking for in in your talents, things that you know indicators that you're going to be able to get out of somebody what you need, or are there any, or are there any exercises that that you like to do in casting sessions?
2: Uh, I mean, I kind of like just the the first thing that like the first presentation. I it doesn't matter. I just want like a super simple presentation, like. Who are you? What's your name? What do you do? Kind of very simple because I think in that first moment, you kind of see, uh, what's like what's happening. And then you, like, through that, you can see, in, like, if they act. Of course, I, I usually like depend on what kind of film you do, of course, but how they act out in different situations. I did this, this film for uh, a con, a cancer fund. Um, when a dad gets cancer and then we had a lot of different, um, actors and I wanted them to act out just being sad in different ways, like being sad, but it, you get angry, being sad that you don't say anything. And, and then the guy who I went with, he has these really small nuances. Like when he was sad and got mad, he didn't like scream out and got like aggressive. He had like this other kind of madness, which I thought was really, really nice because on film it's so hard because usually you want to take down the acting because it's um usually people overact mm-hmm. and and that comes through f- because you're so close with the camera it's that's kind of what you don't want uh so i think the small nuances is the things that i i look at more people who can say something without saying anything uh, or just like get an emotion through their eyes kind
0: of. Um, yeah. So jumping back to the find your moment to reset with these non-athletes or with these athletes who are, you know, non-actors, there's also, you know, outside of the actual action of like the skateboard or something like that, there's also these moments of like reflection and, and very like, um, you know, inner struggle. Um, I'm curious to, to, if there's uh when you're approaching those type of scenes, um, how you give direction to someone who maybe is not used to that. Are you are you keeping things more simple or are you maybe even being more, uh, even more descriptive than you would be with um, a, a, a typical actor?
2: Yeah. Uh, usually I want to be a little bit more simple because it gets so close. And I mean, this is just personal for me, how I like, but I like to like go and talk to the actors and, and talk like how you feel. And I sometimes I even act out how, how I want them to like stand or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, um, but just like really talk about the feeling more. And then when it's more non actors, yeah, then I think I, I, I kind of show them more how I want it. And then we have more professional actors and, They have more questions for you because they kind of find their act, their role within them. So I think I'm pretty like literal of like how I kind of acted out myself in a very like small way. And also that we go away and, and, uh, I usually always like if I do a retake and it's something I don't like or want to like change, I always go to them and talk with them. I never like scream over like, like a bunch of people like i always go to them and like talk calmly and and mm-hmm. i think for me that works best i think with people that that are not um like um, uh, trained actors
0: you know one thing else i want to ask about when it comes to um uh directing uh actors um you know in what we do as like commercial directors a lot of times it's very action-based like you need one specific thing you need someone to pick up a drink or you need them to land a trick um, versus where like in narrative film you might have a little bit more like leeway to like create a scene do you try to give like more um, action-based direction in in commercials because um, a lot of times there isn't like a, a whole character necessarily set up or are you really trying to create characters even in very like vignette type films
2: um yeah it's so different uh it I mean it it depends on like kind of what the action but yeah I I think it's more like when it comes to more like vignette or it's just like one person at one location and you don't really the only thing you see is like someone looking out a window like falling something Mm -hmm. it's I, I I don't try to get too much it's then it's better to just like tell the scene very very simple you sit here you have a coffee you see someone running over here and you just follow them with your eyes kind of so i don't yeah i think that's kind of easier because otherwise people are like trying to get like in this character for something that's maybe not needed um so i think that's more like action-based i would say awesome
1: so you're signed with Iconoclast as well, you know, both Iconoclast and Newland both seem to have very like artistic and creative eyes, um, in which they view the commercial and music video worlds. How has it been working with both of those? And, you know, maybe are there any differences that you've found working with two of them?
2: I mean, it's, um, first of all, it's different because Newland is very small. Um, uh, and I work with people that also are Swedes who talk the same language and, and I meet them like almost every day. So of course that's easier to have like a communication. Um, and then, uh, but then Iconoclast is like they know so much and you can learn so much because they've been in the business so long. Uh, so of course a different approach in that kind of sense uh but in the in the overall it's kind of the same i think it's just that you don't meet people that often it's more like you get a call or you get an email so in in that kind of sense it's the only way it's differ um yeah
0: very cool so i guess future plans um is it something are you looking to do film long term you're looking to do like narrative films in the future kind of what are the 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 goals and maybe the in the future
2: In the future, uh, in the future I, I really want to do like more of like narrative uh work uh, and i'm working on a short film at the moment that we hopefully going to shoot next year um so that's very exciting and then i just want to continue to do what i'm doing now um doing commercials that um that I can maybe have a little bit more of my voice in and then music videos is always uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but I'm really looking forward to doing more narrative and, and the short film.
1: What what's important to you in terms of, in terms of your career or projects that you choose to be a part of, what are things that you're passionate about and what are things that you really want to express in your work?
2: Wow, that's such a hard question. Um, but a good one. Um, no, but for me, it's always depends on the, like, when it's commercial or whatever. But, but, uh, you, I always, you always have goals or like, I always have like goals that I kind of wanted to do in the future. I think it would be amazing to do like a music video for like, um, a more like international artist Mm -hmm. just to get to do that kind of i think that would be amazing and um and then yeah as i said before doing like a feature and and uh in that sense i want to like um when it comes to like my own stories uh, for me it's important to do like a story that i'm really passionate about and and maybe a little bit talk a little bit more of like um uh groups within society that are not maybe not heard and and uh, uh like my own how i felt when i was growing up and and like a little bit more personal stuff mm-hmm. Um, when yeah so something at like that but it's also hard i don't you take it as it comes kind of totally
0: so we uh usually wrap this up by um, asking maybe some advice uh, that you would give to yourself or someone starting out um, maybe some advice that you wish you had starting out um, directing Um, anything that jumps to mind that you wish you would have known or you'd you'd tell somebody thinking of directing
2: Um, I think uh, like one don't forget to have fun uh, and don't uh, stress out too much I think people nowadays are so stressed to be like famous and not famous, but get like the success thing Mm -hmm. that like film takes a lot of time. Like sometimes it feels like people, like they came out of nowhere and then they suddenly were like the shit, but it's usually a lot of, of years before that and that you didn't know about. So I think uh, people should not stress out that much. Um, the the like yeah young genius thing that a lot of people really like like strive for i i think that's uh not so healthy
1: totally how, how would you say you've been able to keep yourself patient
2: um uh, pff- I mean, it goes ups and downs there as well. Like sometimes like, you like feel like you do nothing and then sometimes it feels like you do great stuff. So, right. I mean, it's, it's very like depending on how you feel, of course. But, but, um, I really been focusing on the work and not so much about like everything going around the work. Like if people, if people like it or not, like if you focus on the work and you're proud of the work usually it it gets the attention it deserves and that's how i been like kind of focusing all through through
1: when i've been working there you have it it. there you have it guys guys that's gonna do it for our episode this week we will be back again